One, two, three. One, two, three. Uh, oh, Rob, do you want to just test my laptop? Yeah. Audio? Yeah. Uh, so I send it through Steinberg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> alright awesome. that was awesome <laughs> let's uh, hit the uh, Mitch can I start oh something? yeah yep. one two three one two three oh now look at this I'm a bit loud setup. one two now. three oh yeah you ready yeah this is an alpha setup <laughs> alright I'm just gonna test my laptop Rob is that alright It on. <laughs> Rob's not happy. He's not happy with that. Anything to say to that, Rob? He's really not happy with that. Guys, I'm just trying to do a funny show with all this carry on. We're never going to get there. Oh, shit. Hang on. It's a joke. I need to put it on my laptop real quick. Bernie. Stop fart assing around. Let's get up. to the comedy program. Come on. It's loading up. It's beach ball in now. Is it in like a reboot cycle, Bernie? <laughs> oh I think God. so, yeah. You guys. <laughs> Bernie. It's just loading up. That's enough. Let's get to the program. Here it is. Can you log in? safe to say we're pretty worried about David Fanning uh, as you can hear there apparently he did not sleep well and he had to get up early for the performance which mm. you can tell he's not feeling so bright mm. uh, he was quoted later that day saying a freight train rattled through his head so so only imagine that sort of hangover didn't get much sleep so he expected bright. to perform in front of a large crowd didn't get Sleep last night. Someone like the markets. Up so early, feel so we can't have him on the show today, but I don't know. This this doesn't bode well. Hopefully, he's going to be in later. Yeah, but we as you can hear, the sound check was a bit shoddy. We told him just take it and have a nap, like rest. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's going to go have a bit of a a nap now and then hopefully later on in the program we'll have david fanning with us and you know we love his music and we hope that freight train rattles away from his head <laughs> and um you know onto the onto the train tracks uh you're listening to robbie's modern life right now on fbi radio my name is robbie armfield and i'm so so privileged to have with me in the studio live sophie gordon wow thank you mitchell jc thank you rob and Sudoku champion 2022, Stop. Bernie Bogey. Thank you for having me this week. Outed. <laughs> Such yeah. a pleasure to have you. Uh, we're going to be crunching the numbers later in the program. If you've got any questions for him, text them in, of course, 0409-945-945. It's so wonderful to have him in the studio. If you've got any questions at all about maths, numbers, 
you know, games Puzzles. involving maths and numbers, Rubik's Cubes, text in 0409 945 945. In a world where everything's falling apart, Prinkles, they're here to stay. With a new freshness seal that'll keep the chips crisp. Brian, it's for the packet, it's not for your mouth. Oh, that's better. Bloody hell, that packs it tight. <laughs> Bloody hell. Bloody hell. I was following the light there for a second. Hallelujah. Brian for the pearly gates. Oh, Bloody hell, I thought I saw St. Peter Pringle at the gates. And I think I saw heaven made of Pringles. I don't know, I might have been dreaming. I don't know, maybe I've just had too many Pringles. They're so delicious. RML, FBI Radio. So, Sophie, Jeff Bezos, Mm. he bought the ABC. Yeah, and we're quietly freaking out. Yes, we mean that Jeff Bezos, you know, the one that gives bold, evil genius vibes. That Jeff Bezos. The multi-billionaire that's single-handedly ruining the free world as we know it. Yeah. Mm. He bought the ABC. And we're quietly holding our breath that things won't go pear-shaped at the now private broadcaster. Mm. Private problem. Mm. And uh, the unboxing that no one wanted... Any lovers of the pizza giant may want to curb their intake. You might be wondering what I'm talking about. Um, Well, after a man struggled with illness for several weeks and no doctor had been able to provide him with an appropriate diagnosis, finally, Jamel Weaving got an answer from Dr. Manny Harding that he had a rare condition, maybe the world's first case. The doctor figured this out. The doctor figured this out after hearing Mann's symptoms. When asking him about his diet, Mann said that he ate Domino's for all three meals of every day, and the doctor immediately gave him the medical opinion that he had the world's first case of dominitis, which was previously only a theoretical diagnosis proposed years back. The man consumed so much Domino's that he was feeling very ill with a weeping open wound and difficulty breathing. The man is making a slow recovery after finally being diagnosed and getting his correct medication. Oh, some good news there after a bit of a shoddy bit of news there. Mm. <laughs> Dominitis, the first such case. Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, uh, this is coming up on the show today. Former Coles logistics boss Stephen Viandaligio has opened up a mini Coles inside... His prison block. <clears throat> He's back in jail after breaking his parole for a seemingly simple crime committed at his <laughs> recent workplace of Aldi. Um, so he was found to be threatening other staff members for not standing up at the checkout, uh, sending them nasty blackmail letters and anonymous threats that were traced back to Viandaligio by his parole officer pretty quickly. The mini Coles has. <laughs> Has aisles. The mini coals that Vandaligia has built in prison has aisles. In the prison. It's got aisles, makeshift trolleys, even a beep sound. And uh, at the checkout, as well as staff on a payroll, which rumour has it Vandaligia is paying at a ward rate. So everybody's loving the mini coals, but people aren't really sure how long it's going to last. 
I think as long as the guards keep shopping here, we are all good, says one of the inmates who moonlights. <laughs> this is wild. Moonlights as a, uh, as a shelf packer. We have an underbelly there at the prison. <laughs> I mean, it's good that they've got a mini Coles going. Like, that's good business, right? Like, that's yeah, op- you know, yeah, proper supermarket happening. It's so that's to yeah. keep the inmates busy as well. Yeah, with work and tasks. Because otherwise, trouble, you know. And, <laughs> and why did Stephen Van Diligio go to prison in the first place? He, For those that can't remember. Well, it's a while back now, but he had some dodgy dealings going on with contracts. Fine print contracts he was he was giving away to his employees. The contracts essentially they were just too small for people to read. Oh, and literally. Yeah, the fine print okay. was too. It was just dodgy deals, so he went straight to jail for that. Okay, and, and seems to be thriving. Okay, and more to come on that later <laughs> in the program, as well on RML today. Newtown Space Bowl, <laughs> and we've news. got two oh. free tickets to Black FOMO. Adelaide's answer to the Tasmanian version of Vivid has its inaugural show soon, and all you have to do is text in the answer to this question. Who is performing live in studio later in today's program? You might have heard them before. Mm. Who is performing live in studio later in today's program if they can deal with the freight train rattling through their head? 0409-945-945. This is Robbie's Modern Life. Tip. Whenever you tip them up, got to sit. Whenever you tip them up, got to tip. Whenever you tip them up, got to sit. Whenever you tip them up, got to tip. Whenever you tip them up, got to sit. Whenever you tip them up, got to tip. Whenever you tip them up, got to sit. Set the roof, Hudson Mohawk there. And if you're anything like us on RML, you're very curious about what it would be like if the world got really dark. Because of the way we're all headed with big tech, government, supermarkets, subterfuge and other clandestine stuff, we are sceptical. But we are intrigued by the idea as well of how we could all end up having to conform to social constructs and whatnot. And nothing sums that up better than the dystopian Orwellian novel 1984, mm-hmm. which itself birthed the phrase Orwellian. Mm. Is that in the book? To have lived through the time when that was first released would have been chilling, as even now we get a shiver down our spines at the thought of it. But did you even wonder what led to that cold and paranoid world that Orwell painted in his 1984 novel? Well, Channel 7 Awesome has you and me and everyone here covered with the new Unsettling series, 1983. This looks so exciting. Mm, Concocted by the brilliant mind that made La Brea, David Applebaum. Mm, Cool. Very cool. You probably would have seen the ads for that one, La Brea, on the TV. I saw lots of them. Yeah. Uh, 
1983 shows the world as it was one year before the events of 1984 and how it got to the state that it was in in 1984. While 1984 was written in the 40s and was a vision of the future, 1983 is sort of an alternative history, but really it is just as pertinent now as ever in regards to the current world's predicament. Uh, So true. Mm. It's a scary... Apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, nightmare version of hmm. how things might have preceded the scary world of 1984, as painted by George Orwell in the 40s. The plot, without any spoilers, but just to give you a flavour of what to expect in this show, um, we've got Jared Hislop key character, a TikTok sex worker and sugar marketing manager. Jared has a great online presence and always toes the social party line, so to speak. He never speaks out of line, but appears honest and down to earth in his videos. It's got t- they got TikTok in 1983? Yes. Mm, yeah. In, uh, in Applebaum's world, uh, uh. yes. Um, But something doesn't feel right for Jared about the world he lives in. All his posts are monitored by the government and trolls online are ready to cancel him and anyone that speaks ill of the government or their policies. But recently, the government mandated brain cell reductions, which Jared feels kind of weird about. He thinks that the brain can be used for interesting things like art and maths, and uh, he's not really a fan of it. He leaves his highly regarded sugar marketing position and wants to use his brain to find love and scientific discoveries. But in the world of 1983, the government says that the brain gets in the way of duty and is a mostly vestigial organ that can cause cancer if not reduced in size. When he leaves his job, he doesn't know who to trust until he encounters another TikTok sex worker and they decide to uncover the truth about the man-made world that binds them so begins 1983 according to David Applebaum so as you can hear it's a potentially dire future the one that David Applebaum paints in 1983 but we're quietly here for it and you can catch it on Mondays at (laughs) 5am Due to Sunday midday release in the US. All repeats at 7pm on the same day. But that's not the only thing that we can fantastically expect on Channel 7 Awesome this week. Mm. So you can also catch Breaking Zombie. That one's at 3am on Tuesdays. Twin the Week at 1am on Mondays. Polar Opposites Eating Lunch. That's around midday, actually, um, coincidentally. Panda Box. There's a ton more, guys. What else is there? Mm, we got The Wired you can catch. Up My Tree with Zendaya and Willow Smith as well. Uh, Gary's Mod the Show. Bird Box New Zealand. Rat-a-tat behind the music, all on 7 Awesome. 7 Awesome. Get awesome. RML, FBI Radio. Heaps more coming up. Stick around. Keep those texts coming. 0409-945-945. Who's performing later in the show? And you can take away those two tickets to Black FOMO.
FBI Radio. No bad songs. If we play a bad song on air, as a supporter, you get your money back. That's our policy. Here at FBI, we believe that all songs should be good on the air. If you don't like any of the songs we play, people want to get tapped. You can get your money back straight away. That's the FBI No Bad Songs policy. It's the FBI Radio Contact tab. You'll find all the information at the call station and we'll facilitate your money back as a supporter. Come on. Yeah, get in touch on the website if uh, you have any issues in, in regards to songs that you didn't like, you thought you were bad. No bad songs. That's the policy here That's on FBI right. Radio. That's right. It's a volunteer-run station. It's a supporter-led station. Your money, your rules. Yeah. You don't like a song, you get in touch on the back end of the website. We will uh, make things right for you. Yeah, we'll pay it out in cash if we have to. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's FBI's promise to you. Arts, music, culture, and receipts. And remittance if you don't like any of the songs that we play. We'll Hopefully change it up. We'll change it up. FBI Radio is the name of the station. RML, Robbie's Modern Life. Name of the show. My name's Robbie. Got with me in the studio. Bernie Bolge, Sophie Gordon, Mitchell JC, And we're here right now. Excited to have you with us. And we're going to have receipts on whatever you don't like. So do text in on the back end. 0409 945 945. You can win tickets to Black FOMO. It's Vivid's answer to the Black FOMO, FBI, FBI Radio. That's right. You can win tickets to Black FOMO. Uh, It's it's Adelaide's answer to uh, Tasmania's version of Vivid. Um, (laughs) And you can win tickets. The double pass to it. If you can guess, who is the musical actor performing later on? in this program 0409-945-945 let us know okay order up order up oh shit not that one menus can sometimes be pretty long with heaps of options and some of those options are almost never picked for good reason some things on menus can cause chefs to go what the fuck Okay, this is pretty special. We got our hands on the top 10 meals chefs fear most when they get yelled out by an order. Listen carefully and listen well. These are the menu items that will cause chefs to run in fear. Number 10. Salmon curry. Order up. This is one of the meanest dishes to construct that will strike fear into the heart of any chef or sous chef, no matter their skill set. Number nine. Order up. Angel hair steak. Doozy. This takes some of the sharpest knives and the sharpest nerve for a chef and their team too. To try and cook up an angel hair steak. It's a very nuanced dish. Mm. And it strikes mm. fear in the heart of any chef or sous chef when they hear it. Mm. Number eight, Mitch. Number eight on the list of meals that Order will make up. chefs go, what the fuck? It's the full Bolivian dinner. Mm. This doesn't sound good. That's right. This will set any good kitchen back to the 80s. <laughs> and not in a good way. 
When you hear the waiter shout out for a full Bolivian dinner, expect the kitchen mood to go sour, as if dark clouds have just rolled over the top of the restaurant. Chefs need to use all of the firepower they've got to make this dish, which requires some ridiculous temperatures to cook. It's no wonder the full Bolivian dinner was only made by glass blowers in the 1700s. You literally need a furnace that hot to get anywhere near as close to cooking the FBD properly. <laughs> oh, look, wait, if you've just joined us in Robbie's Modern Life, we're counting down the top 10 meals chefs fear most when they get yelled at, but yelled at as an order. Now, this is something we've got our hands on uh, from the Chefs Alliance Australia. Thank you. And coming in at number seven here is the artesian salmon loin. Order up. Hopefully not if you're a chef out there. Some of the top chefs in the world would not be laughed at for walking at directly out of the kitchen after hearing this order come through the pass. The artesian, <laughs> the artesian salmon loin was made famous by literally how difficult it is to make. <clears throat> Some of the best chefs in the world have thrown in the towel with their careers after trying to cook this and failing. So it's a bit of a reputational hazard, this one. It can make or break your career. Number seven, the artisan salmon loin. Order up. Number six, we've got the deep fried loin. Order up. Hopefully not, though. Making a, a normal chef. fried loin on any given day is hard enough. But as a chef, when you hear deep fried loin get shouted back into the kitchen, your stomach would drop. You'd look around at your team who also have this look. Or maybe they are literally unaware of the dish. But fear is contagious. And the scent of terror will be hanging in the air with deep fried loin being ordered. Watch and learn and scream. Number five, chocolate chicken. How does one maintain a good temperature for the chicken while keeping the chocolate from spoiling or at least melting completely? It's a question that plagues even the best of chefs and has them sweating out their palms when they hear that phrase belted across the kitchen. Chocolate chicken. Coming in at number four. Sir Baked Apple. This is... This is the kind of order that will knock even the best chefs back down not only a peg or two, but the entire fucking ladder. The sire baked apple is sickeningly frightening. A Chicago chef even had a heart attack in 2013 when a waiter asked for the sir baked apple. Oh my god. Mm. Was that the sir baked apple you were saying? What will make number three? Two and one. Keep it locked on Robbie's Modern Life, FBI Radio. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat. Uh. <laughs> Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out. Uh. 
Here I am in the place where I come let go In Miami, the bass and the sunset low Every day like a Mardi Gras Everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill Nothing less than ill, when we dress to kill Every time the ladies pass, they be like Welcome to Miami Welcome to FBI Radio, Robbie's Modern Life, RML my name's Robbie. Privileged to have with me in the studio, Bernie, Mitch, and Sophie. We hope that you are yep. having a wonderful day, a wonderful week. What a pleasure it is to have you company today. If you're back on the podcast, get out of you as well. If you're in a car, strolling along, whatever it is, we see you, we hear you, we hope you're doing well. Now, we have an amendment to make about our segment before this song. We said Sir Baked Apple, when in fact the dish is Stir Baked apple. Of course, we were detailing the top 10 meals that chefs fear most when they hear it from the past. Order up! Yeah. This has been this has been something that chefs, uh, the Chefs Alliance Australia has sent through. We've got our hands on it from the Chefs Alliance Australia. They've sent this through and it's essentially a group of chefs, an alliance. A whole bunch of them have been surveyed and said so these are the, the orders, the foods that if they are ordered, they, uh, you know, ball will drop in their stomach. They'll be like, oh, my God, I mm. am not. Nah. Like, they will not even try. These are meals beyond hard. They, they're they not even going to try and cook it. You haven't even seen these on MasterChef or yeah. whatever other They don't want to risk the like ratings that. on no. shows like that because they're that scary as a dish. Yeah, we went through 10 to 4 uh, of the top 10. I didn't. I hadn't heard of a single one of those, you know. And we asked what you reckon would make three two and one and we didn't get a single text <laughs> so we're just going to tell you straight up God damn. it's fine it's all good yeah. you guys have got busy days <laughs> number three traditional feast <laughs> sounds innocent enough right Rob sort of until you think wait what is that and actually truthfully this is alliance worded no one has any clue what this is. But this is the kicker. It keeps getting ordered to the major chagrin of chefs everywhere. In fact, this is the kicker. It's never been cooked. And it's making chefs thrown in the towel everywhere. In 2019 alone, 500 chefs in Australia alone Quitted, citing the traditional feast for scaring them out of the job in Sydney. That's in Sydney alone. That That's in Sydney alone. That's a huge stat. Don't. Is that in Australia or in Sydney? Don't joke. Don't snicker. S- no, I'm. I'm. I'm almost laughing because I'm so gobsmacked at this traditional feast never been cooked, mm. never been tasted. Never been even tried. Jeez. Number two, Soph. Yeah, cow egg curd. Oof. You don't want to hear that bell go off for that. Cooking beef well is an art itself, but having to deal with the embryonic fluids of one of these creatures is a nightmare for any chef that knows the ropes of the kitchen. So cow egg must be the hardest beef dish around, right? Think again, chef. Try curding that substance and you'll be in a world of strife. Many a time the phrase cow-egg curd reverberating through the kitchen has petrified even the greatest chefs or sent them packing for the day. 
This brings us to the number one meal chefs globally fear. What is it? Tiger bones. Chefs will literally quit their jobs and never pick up an apron ever again after trying to cook tiger bones. People say this dish is the chef killer. The chef killer. Whole teams have been laid off from trying to construct tiger bones dishes. One chef has once spent five months trying to cook this and his hotel had a curse placed on it just for attempting to cook tiger bones. Let this be a lesson to chefs everywhere. It's okay to fear some stuff, but don't let it throw let you throw in the towel. Mm. Sometimes Keep a level head, trust in your team, and you will be able to get through it together. I mean, some of those things are worth trying. Some of them aren't. I think traditional feast mm. uh, and... Stir-baked apple. Stir-baked apple and tiger bones sounds kind of like something else is going on there. I'm really... That's horrifying. Yeah, chocolate chicken as well looks really hard. I think I saw in one restaurant I went to that had full Bolivian dinner. Is that... um, That sounds delicious. That's really loud. Is that... What is that? It's your phone, Mitch. Oh, is that my phone? Yeah. Oh, oh! Oh, yeah. Mitch? Yeah, no, I set an alarm for my my pasta uh, that's (laughs) cooking. Outside. You set Sorry. your alarm for yeah. what? I set my alarm for pasta. <laughs> Can you turn it off? It hasn't been on Hang for on, very Sorry. long. Yeah, you only put that yeah. on like just in the last song. Yeah. Switch it off, yeah, bro. Seven minutes we're now. On a radio show. Right, so, oh yeah. Well, no, it's al dente though. That's um, why it's al dente. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. Just, I don't know what's going on. My fingers are wet, so I can't. Can't seem to turn this alarm off. Al dente. Yeah, al dente. <laughs> You know, I've had it with this whole al dente nonsense. I mean, what even is it? Is it some sort of secret code for undercooked pasta? It's like they're just trying to mess with our minds. Oh, come on. <laughs> al dente is the epitome of pasta perfection. It's the perfect balance between firmness and tenderness. It's like a little bite of culinary heaven. Culinary heaven? More like culinary purgatory. Who wants to eat pasta that's still chewy and hard in the center? I want my pasta fully cooked and soft. Thank you very much. Well, if you want your pasta to turn into mush, then be my guest, Bernie. But real pasta connoisseurs appreciate the art of al dente. There's a reason why it's an Italian tradition for crying out loud. Tradition schmedition. I don't care about some ancient pasta rituals. I want my pasta to be soft, delicate and comforting. I don't want to feel like I'm biting into a rubber band. You just don't understand, do you? Al dente pasta has texture. It has character. It's like a little dance in your mouth, a a symphony of flavors and sensations. It's an experience. Oh, please, Mitch. It's not a dance. It's a wrestling match. I don't want my food to put up a fight. I want it to surrender to my taste buds and melt away into pure deliciousness. Mm, well, I guess you prefer your pasta to be a tasteless blob drowning in a sea of sauce. But real food enthusiasts appreciate the subtle nuances of al dente. It's a mark of a true pasta lover. Yeah. Fine, fine. If you want to be a pasta snob, go ahead. 
I'll be over here enjoying my fully cooked tender pasta without a care in the world. Bon appetit, my friend. Suit yourself, my friend, Rob. But one day when you finally discover the joy of perfectly cooked al dente pasta, you'll look back and realise what you've been missing. Until then, I'll savour every delightful bite. Enjoy your mush. Getting glass block party. FBI radio. Robbie's one on life. RML. Hey. Hey. Hope you're doing all right. You know, hope you're having fun. Thanks for being with us. What a pleasure. Sorry, guys. What's going on? Sister's blowing up my phone tonight. Whose phone is it now? She's asking my opinion on unis. Mm. She's been looking into this uni thing. Mm. I don't know. I've never heard of this one. I'm, I'm hoping you guys have heard of it because I, I need to get some opinions about it. Like ANU or something? Well, yeah, I've heard of that one. Like, you know, Toronto Uni, whatever. There are all these ones. But this one's called Social Uni. You guys heard of this one? Uh, yes. No. Actually, yes. You have yes. heard of it? Yes. It's part of Albanese's mm. tertiary education reform. Right, yeah, I read right, that yeah. in the paper. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard about this. He's he's like um, he's like for too long our university system has been beaten to a pulp, sacrificing educational integrity for the sake of money. I oh, see. So have heard of it. Mm-hmm. This is what he said: treating our future generations like a piggy bank. Oh, the piggy bank oh. speech. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you okay. see it? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just reading this off the. Tell, tell yeah. me about it. What was he the line? He was the saying, for that? Uh, like did he, social did uni. It's it's t- taking uni back to basics and like it's mm. honing in on what young people actually want. You know, uh, rather than this big bloated you know um, business. Basically, it's yeah. just like it's just what do people yeah. want? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just debt. Right? Yeah, it's robo debt. Heavy collar. Yeah. Mm, right. It's so yeah. I've I've read up on it, and um, I, I it's honing in on what young people want from an education provider, basically. So imagine this, Rob. Five days a week to just chill out and maybe f- foster some friendships. Mm, I like cool. the sound of that. Cool. Social uni is fine tuned to cut out all the crap of our main university system to give students the optimum social experience that uni can offer. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So tell me more. So like, for example, at application time when you're applying for unis with your HSC and stuff like that, students are put through psychometric testing that allows for them uh, to be placed into class groups just based on personality types. I'm confused. Like Like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Oh, but, I get it. But, like, it's not just as simple as, say, putting all of the class clowns in one group and all of the nerds in the other group either. It's, mm. like, a sophisticated algorithm that optimizes sociability and harmony. Like, for example, in one class, it mm. could be, like, yeah, a class example. clown, a nerd, 
a chocoholic, a lefty, an inventor, an artist, a bully, a jock, a weeb, like, do you get the idea? A Catholic. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's just like all kind of personality types that will meld oh. together, have fun together. It's all about having fun and like making relationships. So it's mm. like a student-led camp, but all the time? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like it's learn. it's like going to uni, but you don't have to worry about like like oh, yeah. the lectures and like the homework and exams and stuff. It's like all are just about ma- making the friends and chilling in oh, the, awesome. the downtime and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, if you tell us about how these students are put through experiences that help them relate to each other. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Like they. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm getting a sample of the good vibes that maybe a social uni I'm just kind of picturing this scenario at uni. Like, mm. So one example is like all of the teachers are just super weird, like real characters, zany teachers, mm. um, that all of the students bond together by like making fun of. You guys know nothing brings people closer together yeah. than yeah. making fun of a common target. Like we've all been there, right? <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah, it's a good way, like easy way to make friends, just mm-hmm. kind of zeroing in and ganging up on something. I heard they've got some weird, like, hazing stuff going on at social uni. Is that right or is that, like, just complete Yeah, Yeah, no, like, one of the things that social uni does is um, that's, like, hostage drills in classes. You know, like, as if they were being held hostage and stuff, which is super, like, unconventional, let's just say. But... You know, again, nothing brings people closer than, say, like a traumatic experience. And it's not real. It's not actually a hostage thing, but it's just a drill and it's designed to kind of make people bond over that, like, scary experience that they have together. But I guess for them to actually be scared and bond, they'd have to believe it's kind of real, right? Well, they do believe it's real, but then, like, it's just not, it's not real. Okay. So they're fine, they're safe. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, good. Okay. They find out afterwards that they were all okay, but... All right, so this is Social Uni, RML right now, FBI Radio. Sophie, it sounds like you've kind of been there or you know a lot about this. Did you <laughs> see this on TikTok or something? <laughs> I uh, I read the pamphlets. I was pretty interested. So uh, then I went along to the Uni Expo that was just over at the Exhibition Centre uh, last week. Did they send your ATAR yet or what? Uh, no, I think it comes out like... 8 a.m. next Friday or something. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Are you hoping to get into this one or did you have other presences? It's one of the options, but I don't know. I don't know if this is for me. You know, I do kind of like learning about like science and maths. Um, Mm. But camps are pretty fun and it seems like social union, what my sister was telling me, that they have like weekly camps on weeknights. Weeknight camps. Weeknight camps. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there are sports teams. Heaps of sports teams, yeah. Um, people can bond together on sports teams. I, I remember Albanese saying something about weekly campfire chats in the quad yes. as well. Yeah. I've just put up the website. I can see that here now. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's like the premise is just like chilling in the quad over the campfire, telling stories and getting close to each other. Um, there's also endless drink nights and drink lunches at the many licensed venues that they've got on the campus. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, and... This one was one that kind of piqued my interest. Mm. TV binge nights in the uni rumpus room. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Guess who's going to be a toolie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, I can't so, wait to get into my education future. <laughs> get somewhere like this. So I'm looking at, on the website now. Horror Nights Tequila. Mm. That's mm. that's really good. They've got uh, this is all part of social uni uh, extracurricular or just curricular. Four different escape rooms on campus. What really? Yeah, that's Fuck, good for making friends Separate. because you know they're like all kind of trying to figure out the one puzzle, how to get out. You might have an argument in there, you know, kind of a jostle for power. But once you make it out, you're all friends again oh yeah it honestly sounds like the most forward-thinking university i can think of because one of the things that university gets wrong sometimes is getting too bogged down in the content of basically a technology that's going to be surpassed by ai in a year you know literally whereas what's not going away friendship quidditch quidditch and beer quidditch which is every tuesday according to their website and on wednesday's beer marathons (laughs) Oh, cool. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Is that um, on the quad as well with the Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The quad is like almost like the learning hub of the uni. Like everything's going on there. Um and there's always team building activities on the main lawn as well, cool, which cool. is of course yeah. free. And am I mistaken or did Albanese <laughs> say something about beer yoga? Um like super social and that it would be heaps chatty. Yeah. Chatty yoga. Sounded awesome. Yeah. That's great. Usually people are really quiet. <laughs> yeah. If I could go back and do uni again, I would like I would forget all of the, you know, education and the learning and I'd just, like, yeah. stick with the friendships like, that I made. I'm, like, stressing about exams and stuff. Like, what was it all for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, was beer quidditch the same as beer marathons or were they different? <laughs> <laughs> it's different different events. I'm on the website. Um, it's pretty skint on details. To Tequila pool, don't mm. drown. They've got, okay. a bike, they've got a bike race on the hill and a quad foot race. It's a big hill. (laughs) Yeah. Social uni's got this (laughs) mad hill. Uh, And they got a hill foot race as well. Hill foot race, quad foot race. Hacky sack. (laughs) Awesome. Team building. They got a three-legged annual three-legged drunk race. Yeah, I guess that's why they call drinking like the social lubricant, right? Oh, true. You can right. for half these events. And yeah. Beer hula. Society. Beer hula. That yeah. looks fun, yeah. I'm about to, I'm hovering over this apply button because <laughs> I'm honestly just rethinking why I'm, I'm doing radio when I can be at social yeah. uni. So, social uni, uh, Bachelor of Awesome Degree, finally a unique approach, putting the social back in university. Through unconventional shared experiences, Social Uni offers an all-encompassing, uncompromising social experience alongside quality education. Did your sister send you that? Uh, She texted that to me just then. Yeah. Hey, it's been such a pleasure getting social and down in the weeds with you guys. Such a pleasure to have you guys on the show with me and in my life. Sophie Gordon, thanks so much. Wow, thank you as well. Bernie Bolgi, dope vibes, man. Thanks a lot, Rob, and everybody else coming in. <laughs> Mitchell, JC, cheers, brother. Uh, so chill, man. <laughs> cheers. Clink. <laughs> I'll catch you on campus. And order up. <laughs> Chef Robbie Armfield is in the building and loving your company. Hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Coming up next week on the show, we're going to be back Monday midday. We've got the highest odometer reading ever recorded. You won't believe the number on this odometer. And the week after that, we've got the world's biggest 
odometer. This thing is crazy big. Stick around for all those and more. Until then, <laughs> here's an awesome song. Peace and love. Peace and love. Get social. Get active. It's on up today. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Sydney. Actually, uh, yeah. Oh, I've just put in the details. Did you? Yeah, literally. I'm like, I mean, oh, really? Yeah. Hey, you can listen back to the uh, Robbie's Modern Life as well on any podcast outlet you like. And the Facebook page and the Instagram are live. Get involved. Get social. Get comment. Get commenting. <laughs> Peace and love. <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming on.